Ladies and gentlemen, this is Alex B. Alexander the Curious George podcast. We got a special guest here today, Dami, Mr. Dami. Uh, how do you pronounce your last name, Dami? Ashaye, A S H A Y E, Ashaye. Ashaye. Yes, sir. Yes. What does that stem from? Um, Nigeria. That's where my family is originally from. Um, we are Yoruba, which is the tribe. There's three tribes in Nigeria. Three main tribes were Yoruba, and that's where our heritage stems from. Mm. That's where your heritage stems yeah. from. Yes, sir. Yes. And um, man, so like, how how long did it take for you to actually? Um, understand your culture that's actually a great question yeah i would i would have liked to say you know before so i went there last summer Mm -hmm. um when i had just turned 21 i would i would have liked to say if you asked me before that that i had kind of learned it you know because our parents are always teaching us our heritage and Mm -hmm. what it means to be where you're from but until i visited when i was kind of of the age where i was able to really kind of dissect my culture and go the places I wanted to go with my cousins and friends over there. Mm-hmm. I don't think I really truly understood my culture. But mm. after coming back from that trip, Christmas of 2020, I think it was. No, 2019. Christmas of 2019. After coming back from that trip, I was able to truly understand what it meant to be a Nigerian, I would say. And what is what does that mean? What does that mean to you? We're, I think we're, we're hardworking, um, very, very, I would say we have, for better or for worse, this sort of elitist mindset mm-hmm. where it's, you need to be successful, you need to work as hard as you can towards achieving your goals and towards kind of taking care of your family and planting your seeds in the right areas mm-hmm. to watch those, to watch it grow. Mm-hmm. Um but we're also a very fun loving community we love our festivals we love our concerts oh yeah we love to party but we also know like when it's time to work it's Mm -hmm. time to work when it's time to play it's time to play do everything 100 percent. nice you know oh man you know you're uh so obviously my best friend my bro is uh is emmanuel right and then i met emmanuel I met you because of Emmanuel yeah. at, at Emmanuel's house. Yeah. And when I, I wasn't aware of it at the time, but um, the culture similarity between um, just like my culture too, like because that elitist mindset, bro, it's just so interesting. It's Absolutely. so fun. It's cause we were literally just talking about this right before the podcast that uh, our people from my culture will ask um, whether you work today or not. Yeah. B- before they ask how you're doing. <laughs> It's crazy, bro. It's crazy, bro. You can just see where the priority is. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're like, give a fuck about how you're feeling yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. But are you working? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's like, what are you doing today? No, nothing. No, no relaxation. No, nope, nothing. My dad always asked me if I'm just at home watching TV or something. He always asking me, uh, why aren't you reading books? I'm like, bro, I was just, you know, I was just doing homework. I was just studying all that. He's like, it don't matter. Why aren't you reading books? I'm like, man, I, I got to get out of here, man. It's, it's really crazy. No it's crazy. breaks. No breaks. Never. Uh-uh. Does it, do you not, you don't live at home? 
no, you know? no, okay. no. That yeah. was that was whenever I visit right. um, after you know the college semester. Even when it's like it's Christmas break, pops. Yes, like, I was just. I was what? just doing six months of work. <laughs> it's Christmas break. So it'll be like when I'm back home for Christmas or summer or whatnot that um, I'll be hearing that all the time. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm living over over at school in Caldwell right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. And y'all, if you don't know, it's fucking, it's pouring snow out in Boise right OD. now. Okay. And uh, it's not going to stop for like a whole last week. So y'all should know. All, all us Idahoans right now know how crazy it is right now with the snow. Yes, sir. And I, and y'all asked for it. Like you asked, like these mof- <laughs> they yeah. was out here getting mad about, hey, this global warming type stuff. Yeah. Like, we're not gonna have a fucking winter on all these shit. Oh my god, what's happening? No and we get fucked, bro. Five to six days, we just getting dumped on. <laughs> we getting dumped on, bro. It's it's really crazy out here, man. And they asked, I'm like. Oh my god! I, I, on the tree branch, on the tree alone, yeah. it's just five inches already. It's on yeah. the, like OD. on the damn tree. Od, don't walk under no trees. Nah, you are gonna get dumped on. I promise you that. That's this is nuts. Od, bro. But no, that yeah. So back back to our little cultural upbringing. That's just it. Just kind of <clears throat> it puts a pressure on us unknowingly growing up. Absolutely. That we always had to make something of ourselves. Absolutely. You know, um, and we grew up in a culture where. Um, we have to speak multiple languages because we Absolutely. have we have we come from different cultures. So it's yeah. like that that extra fortitude to to see things through. Yeah, you know, it was definitely not easy. I I, I had a tr- I had um, issues um, with the American culture because um, when I was growing up, things how things were handled at home. Yeah. Compared to how things were handled in like the American society. Absolutely. I was really confused. Yeah. I yeah. got confused. Yeah, um, I talked about this with my friend Sajad sometimes, because um, he he experienced the same stuff. Yeah, I don't know how it was for you, but when when you had an when you had a friend who came over to your house and played like every day. Yeah, and then you would go to school, like that friend that you played with at home. You didn't he didn't play with you at school. Yeah, and you'd go up to him and be like, "What's wrong? Yeah, like what." Are we all right? Are we yeah, good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was weird. Yeah, right? yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so I, it was just, yeah. Um, I don't know why it was like that, but it was, and then things like, uh, um, just kind of what people prioritize. Yeah, you know. Hey, Amen. Yeah, it's man, it's 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 really two different worlds, and um, you know, the older we get, the more we're really able to kind of dissect it and understand mm-hmm. it, because um, you're you're going to school. And you kind of really delve into the American culture, and this is what you're seeing every day. But at the same time, when you go home, you're seeing something completely different, especially as, you know, first-generation Americans. Um, Your parents are in a whole different world, whole different upbringing, and they brought you to a whole different world, whole different upbringing. So it's just kind of weird to balance the two, and there were definitely, I definitely had my issues um, with it growing up. I think I, I eventually, like we all were able to do for the most part, kind of conquer that and yeah. mesh kind of, or try to mesh the best from both sides mm-hmm. that I was learning. Agreed. But it, it, it took a while for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you have siblings? I do. I have a little brother and sister. They're 14 now. They're twins. You're old twins. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You're the oldest. Yeah, oldest. Mm, man. Yo, when I met you the first time, for the first time, you had on Kobe's. Yeah. Yeah, you had on Kobe's. You had this little 
in <laughs> cargo shorts. I think you had a little jersey on. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 yeah. You made me laughing. You laughing? And he was a little, he was a little shit. Dude. Oh, he was, my God. He was a little, Dami was a little shit. Like, he, he go, like, we were, he was teaching me. That man that came along. E-Man. <laughs> E-Man was tutoring me. And he looks at the page and he goes, that's easy. <laughs> hey, hey, let me tell you something. I don't even remember that. But I know, bro. I used to be a badass little kid. I used to be a naughty ass little kid, bro. I'm like, I used to, damn. Anyone that knew me back then, like, I used to be a naughty ass little kid, bro. Yeah, yeah, for real. That's how I say bullshit, bro. Go ahead and tell him what your dad was doing when he was growing up. And your mom probably. Yeah, yeah no. Like, really with the math. Man, bro, yeah. my dad met, like, the president of Nigeria mm-hmm. when he was a kid because of he was the top of his class or some mm-hmm. bullshit like that. Like, that's how, like, that's the bullshit they were on. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's why I was yeah. like, they didn't oh, care about man, nothing, bro. Man, bro. man what? The so man, when I was your age, no nah, come on, bro. These niggas had me 14 years old, freshman year of high school, worrying about my future kids, bro. <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna lie. My dad used to say, how you, how you gonna take care of your family? I'm 14. <laughs> they really have yes, me. Yes, no, no. Yeah. They, they don't, really, they don't bro, play. Bro, I'm not playing they with really you. had me thinking about that they shit. They had his motherfucker uh, contemplating life at that time. <laughs> People ask me in middle school, hey, e, you good? I'm over there thinking about my yes, kids. Yes, bro. Like, kids, bro. Bro. Every time I go to recess. Bro, that's real shit, bro. That's real shit, bro. Facts. Oh, wow. Yeah, bro. Y'all te- I mean, they teach you how to be a man young. Yeah. Too young. young. But, but, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, uh-huh. that elitist culture yeah. that we all come from, mm. that kind of you got to be the best, you got to be the best, there's pros and cons with it. Yeah. So you got to kind of learn on your own when you're becoming a man how to balance the two. Because mm. definitely there's yeah. some things that I look at some of my peers and I'm like, okay, I'm glad y'all taught me this at a young age. Mm. But at the same time, some of the stress wasn't worth it. Like, for but, real. I like I, I was stressed. Yes. I was stressed yeah. at a Yo. young-ass age, bro. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> Truly stressed. Yes. About my wife and kids. <laughs> and I got to the point where I was like, damn, I might not even... I might not be able to have kids. Like, I don't even know that yet. You know what I mean? Like, damn. So... Hey, let me ask you something, though. <laughs> that stress you're talking about? Yes. If you could go back, would you rather have that stress or not? I think I think I would I would have rather had it at a little bit of an older age. I would have rather had it like <laughs> as a junior or sophomore in high school, not like eighth grade. Do you think you would have responded to it appropriately at that time, though? I feel like that's a, a good parent, question. You got a limited window to really teach the kids. Something. See, that's a good somebody, question. I'm, I'm not even. I'm not going to really name names. Nothing. Yeah, I got some friends growing up. Yeah, man, it got to the point where they was running their house. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They was 14, yeah, 15, yeah. telling yeah. their mom and dad, "Hey, yo, I'm gonna go do it." Like they was running their house. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they done missed the window. Yeah, and that's I, a good and question. I, they would leave the house after telling their parents what to do, and I would talk about. I would talk with their parents, and their parents would tell me, "Oh, I don't know how Jimmy or whatever his name is." I don't know how he's doing. I don't know why he's doing that. I'll talk about my culture. Yeah. So that I'll relate to them. Yeah. But they would talk to me about how they couldn't talk to their son. They couldn't get across to their son. Yeah. They didn't miss the window. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, I, I guess, why I brought that that's up. That, and, and, and I think that's something we'll probably learn when we're parents one day, um, is that you kind of have to 
introduce those things at an early age so mm-hmm. that they can kind of battle with it. Like it might not be easy right off the bat, mm-hmm. but the earlier you learn about certain things, the better you're able to deal with them as you get older. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a really, that's really interesting. I think a lot of that too also is the reason why we have the respect we have. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all. I'm, a, I'm about to talk shit to my my baby yeah. while they in the womb. Yeah. <laughs> Let him know he's gonna be in the stomach. I'm not gonna speak for y'all. I'm talking to him. Alex <laughs> laughing because you know I say it's every true. Day. He would. He's gonna day. do it. Y'all, y'all he's gonna rub the tummy and be like, I'm letting you know. Yeah. You ain't. I bet you shit. would. I bet you would. I'm gonna you love you. Like you. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna be petting the belly like I love you, but you ain't shit. So I run this shit. I run this shit. He gonna look at me a certain time. Like, yeah, bro. I see you, dog. I, see, I can tell you, bro. Nah, but um, that's real interesting, though. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, be um, from teaching, I didn't realize the the knack of trusting your instincts until I heard it from an older uh, from a mother who teaches. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, because like I felt like I was being too hard sometimes because these are children. Yeah. I felt like I was being too hard on them. But she was like, no, trust your instincts. Hmm. Like, I respect you. Like, and you respect yourself. So you may seem hard on them, but you got to trust your instincts. I think in a parenting position, they, they do things on instinct. So it's not necessarily like, it's just kind of what they, they've been entrusted with this information. Wow. Like, they can, they're only doing the best that they know. Yeah. What wow. they know. So like... I think that healthy level of a doubt, healthy relationship with doubt, like you can wrestle with it, but you we should trust our instincts. I would say, especially teaching children something. I agree with that. Absolutely. I think, um, and y'all, let me know what you think about this. I think um, some people, some people, some parents are teaching children off survival. So depending Hmm. on what situation your parents were from, right? They might be their instincts might be survival instincts. They're mm-hmm. trying to do survival instincts. Mm-hmm. A lot of people might not know, but here in the United States, like even though like there's um really like bad stuff going on, as far as survival goes, people don't actually really worry about that as much here as some other places. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying people aren't worried about that here. They are. But there are shelters and things you can go to. There's resources, right? Mm-hmm. There's some places where you don't have that. Like, Dom was talking about going back home. Listen, man. If you don't have no food to eat and stuff like that, bro, there's yeah, no food. food shelter or none of that, bro. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. So so what I mean is, like, so if you come from a place like that, or even if you come from a place here in the United States, like a ghetto in the United States, you're going to parent off survival. And so I feel like when it comes to parenting, there's a balance of freedom, survival, and fun. And, and sometimes some parents, just because of instinct, don't <clears> get to relay those things is because they're only thinking about survival, survival, survival. Right. That's probably where yeah. some of that stress came from. Yeah. Yes. For you. Yes. And you too. Yeah. Yeah, and you too. My dad would say it all the time. He'd be like, survive, like, what I would need to, what he needed to do to survive. Like, yeah. for us to survive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Survive was a huge, like, the huge word that he would use, you know? Yeah. And it's really, he, he's... Because I was working more than anybody. I think you was working in middle school, wasn't you? Mm-hmm. This man was working hours and hours and hours in middle school. Because his energy was different when I met him. I was mm-hmm. like, whatever he's doing, I know I'm not doing it. Yeah. He was working. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> no. Interesting. Yeah. I in mean, a way, that's dope. Because yeah, I know yeah, you yeah. learn a lot, but at the same time, you don't, you know what I mean? You don't want a six, seven, eight grader, you know, doing yeah. that stuff. Right. He was so mature, bro. But yeah, bro. 
<laughs> I can tell. I can tell, bro. I can tell, bro. I can tell for real. Can tell what? That you were mature at a young age. Ever since I met you, I can tell you was mature as hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it took me some. I was, <clears throat> I was also in a shell, yeah. low key, low in the M. I was also in middle middle school. Yeah, there was like this. Sh- I think I was going through changes though. Yeah, these yeah, teenage absolutely. changes, and uh, I think work at the, working at the restaurant yeah. helped me break out of my shell. Yeah, a lot. That's dope. A lot, a lot. Yeah, that's dope. Cause uh, I had so much to offer and give to the world that like, I mean. I just didn't know. I, I wasn't confident in myself to do that stuff Absolutely, yet. yeah. But people, being better with people, helped. helps. Absolutely. Helps. People are a currency. Mm-hmm. And, I tell pe- I, and so I tell people that all the time, but I don't think a lot of people value um, humanity mm-hmm. in, in a sense how I do. Like I know Emmanuel does. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of my friend group, right? Yeah. <clears throat> like we understand the 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 currency of our relationships yeah so that I I started tapping into those things actually go going into high school now um, realizing that it's really hard to have substantial and valuable relationships yeah yeah because I saw so many relationships mm. falter mm. not just not just friendships but like even romantic relationships mm. but they're the same yeah they're the same. They people don't people don't understand that. Though. No, no, no. Yeah, because they don't, don't value that, it. They don't yeah. value a relationship. Yeah, you know. So it's like, okay, then what do you? If you don't value a relationship, what do you fucking value? Absolutely. And that's one thing I did. That's interesting you say that because that's one thing I did learn, and that's why I think some of the friends, like really close friends I had, anything could happen, we would still be okay at the end of the day. Because mm-hmm. even my even you know girls I've been with like. They're like, why do you... It's weird how you interact with your friends like that. Like, you almost love them as much as you love me. I'm like, I do love them. Yes. Maybe even more. Because <laughs> I've known them for longer. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I invest as much love yeah. into my friendships as I do my relationships. Mm-hmm. It's just a different type of love in yeah. a relationship than yes. it is in a friendship. Yes. But the love as a currency is the same. Uh-huh. And I'm investing it in the same strength, intensity... You know, mm-hmm. that passion. I would do passion yep. that I would do for anyone. So when I say I die for you, I mm-hmm. die for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's actually interesting you said that. Cause I love my I love my boyfriends, I love my girlfriends mm-hmm. as much as I love my, you know, anything. The only other type of love that is slightly above for me is family love. Right. Parents, Your parents and sis, siblings. Siblings, cousins, because yeah. that's just different. Mm-hmm. But as far as friendships, relationships go. If I love you, I love you. It's going to be that intense. Agreed. You know, this is interesting because as I grew older, though, but what's your notion on like blood is thicker than water? What's your what's your notion on that? I mean, I don't I don't I'll just say I've had some friends that were there for me more than my family sometimes. Right. See, yes. I knew that's where you're going. Yes. Go ahead. Elaborate on that. Uh, it, it, it's just you know, and this kind of ties into the the culture you know um, yeah. that I was explaining. You go to school, you're learning things like this is the American way, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You go home, you're learning the Nigerian way, etc. Or whatever, whatever it may be mm-hmm. as a first generation American. Mm-hmm. But I had times where I was so down, like no one was there for me, and my friends' parents were there for me. 
You know what I mean? I yeah. was going over to my friend's house or they were coming to my speeches, my events, blah, blah, blah. Because mm-hmm. my parents couldn't make it for some sort of reason. Right. So that love to me, like, I got like a couple, I got like three or four white families. Yes. Like, for real. Yes. I got three or four sets of white parents, yes. three or four sets of white siblings. You right. know what I mean? Yes. Um, It doesn't mean I love my parents less or them anymore. Mm-hmm. It just means that they were there to help, you know, help me along the way. Mm-hmm. And I can never take that for granted. Agreed. So, so, so water can be blood just like that. Yes. There's, <clears throat> there's different types of family. There's Absolutely. Diff- different levels of family. Um, it's just, I, I remember having a conversation with, uh, with a cousin of mine because she, her, or just even friends, they would always put blood or like blood is thicker than water. Yeah. They say that and they, ex- they accepted that and they believed in it so much. Yeah. I'm like, you you could be blood with someone, but they still not they're not as down for you as you think. Absolutely, and and it's just it shows in the in the evidence. Absolutely, you know? like they could actually, you know, be they could very be on your downfall. Exactly, you know, it's just and you you're gonna still choose blood over, you know, yeah. it's that. So that's why relationship, like the actual relationship with the person, is the the best currency, like the actual currency, the actual investment. Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna a person who who doesn't pick at that concept of that um, blood is thicker than water. Like pick at it, really pick at it. They're gonna get upset. They're gonna get disappointed more more often. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and so, and it, I didn't see these uh, things coming to uh, fruition for for them until just recently. I just um, I went and visited. You know. A family member in a different state, and they're going through some things yeah. in the blood. Yeah. Like they're all blood. Yeah. But they're going through some shit. Yeah. And they're not all, ha- like they're just not all clicking. Yeah. It's just not working. It right happens, now. bro. It happens a lot. It happens a lot. So I think it's just so important to. Uh, I think ask the hard questions, have these conversations, and because mm-hmm. like knowing the only thing that I value. Um, like beyond my relationships is figuring myself out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's what I can offer the most is how much I figured myself out and how I did it. Yeah. And then let me help you Do down that, that journey too. Yourself. Exactly. Yeah. That's so dope. how did you, how did you uh embark on your own journey of finding yourself? That's dope. I yeah. would say I would say through crisis. I would say mm. through crisis is how I was able to learn who I am, what my identity was, mm. truly. I've had, I think I've had two big crises in my life that I won't necessarily go into, but I remember that literally sophomore in high school, sophomore in college. So, you know, that I think that's 2014, 2018, mm-hmm. 2019. Um, I remember when the things happened that happened. And when I was in high school, it was more, I got into that show you were talking about. I wasn't myself. Like, I didn't want to talk to people, blah, 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 blah. And Mm -hmm. I worked through it. And I understood that I shouldn't be holding my emotions. Like, I'm a huge extrovert. And I really rely on people to get through certain things. Mm -hmm. So I want them to pour on me. Like, I want their problems to be my own problems. Mm -hmm. Because I need my problems to be their problems to work through certain things. Mm -hmm. So that's why I always tell my friends, like, 
And that's why my friends, some of my friends, you can ask them, they're the most open to me more than they are to their own parents, to their best friends or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, we don't even have to be best friends like that, but they know, like, I can come to you for this. We're going to work through it. You're not going to tell anyone. Mm -hmm. Because I know that that's how, that's my love language almost. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That's my love language almost. So I learned that. And then in college, I actually did the opposite. And I became, I think I became like a dickhead. Not towards friends, but unfortunately towards women. Like I was, uh, I I was, I was, you know what I mean. I was just, I didn't want to deal with my problems, so I was just like, fuck it. Like uh, I'm not a nice guy no more. Like I'm just, Um, you know what I mean. Like uh, I'm just gonna have my fun. Like not worry about other people's feelings. Like I'm always in tune with people's feelings. I was like, I'm tired of doing that. Like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be worried about my own feelings. Okay. You you was doing that because of the pain though. I think it was the pain What was going on I kind of just broke down Like you know Like fucking Let me detach a little bit mm. But then I realized Like that's not me either You know so That's not me either Exactly I realized that recently Yeah That's mm. not me either Like I like to be but In tune with is. people I right. wanted it to be It wasn't even ah. I think it I wanted it to be So I forced so it but after seeing all these relationships I damaged, so you know, crazy. with these women and sometimes these these people in general, I realized like that's not the type of life I want to lead. You know, you know what I mean? Like that's not the type of person I am. Mm-hmm. So you know, I went back and I apologized to all these people. Like, look, I didn't mean it like that. I was going through some stuff, and whether those relationships were mended or not. I learned more about myself and I was at peace with myself. And now I think I'm in a really good place where like, look, this is Donnie. This is who I am. No one's going to change that now. Mm. You know what I mean? And Mm. I know how to work through those crises. And I know how to operate for sure on Mm. a day-to-day basis. Crisis. Crisis. Man. I love that, man. Yeah, that's... Because I I say that all the time because like, I have people... um, that I'll talk to, and they'll come to you when they're going through something, their friendships, relationships, yeah. right? I'm sure y'all have the same thing, right? Or even anybody listening, y'all know what I'm saying. And it's interesting to hear them say, I thought I knew somebody. You know how, like, you know that infamous black post? There's a post um, where you have the black screen, and yeah. then you get yeah, emotional yeah, yeah. with a broken heart and all those emojis and all that. Um, so the infamous black screen, maybe some of us have done it. I know I, I don't know if I've really done it before, but I know I've seen it a lot, right? Yeah. And they'll say, oh, people switch up on you. All these things that they'll say, right? Um, it's funny how everything can be going good and you think it's one thing and as soon as crisis hit it exposes what's going on underneath the surface yeah. kind of like how COVID I'm, I mean there was people struggling before COVID yeah. millions of people but yeah. you never people didn't know that right yeah. but then when people who wasn't struggling started struggling because of COVID they started seeing what the people who already were struggling yeah. seeing because of COVID right yeah. so it's similar in relationships you think everything going good ah, ah everyone happy ah flowers rose petals right Soon as something bad happened, you actually got to start being hyper aware right then. Because that's when you're going to really learn something. Because yeah. anybody can can pl- act good and play good, yeah. you know, and play the part when everything's going well. But as soon as crisis hit, like yeah. Donnie was saying, mm-hmm. that's when somebody going to show you what they're made of. Absolutely. So that's when you really got to make your evaluations. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so that's why I really agree with him. Because even within myself, yeah. I've learned more about myself from crisis yeah. than I ever could have learned from anything else. Because you can think yourself is one thing. The brain real powerful. You can think you are all sorts of things. Right. But then when something happens to you, watch what you do. That's what you That's what you made up. So I completely agree with that, what Donald was saying. Um, I think all, that uh, another way to say it mm-hmm. is uh, pressure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How Absolutely. are you How are you as a 
a person under pressure. Yeah. You know, a, when you're under pressure, it reveals a lot of actually, right, who you are. Absolutely. A deeper part of who you are. Absolutely. Um, and you just, you see it and you hear it all the time. Because um, <laughs> there's this movie called uh, Devil's Advocate mm-hmm. um, with Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this can lead into another actual conversation yeah. on terms in terms of faith. Yeah. Right. But here's here's what I'm talking about. In Devil's Devil's Advocate, you have a hotshot lawyer, yeah. best in Florida, and Florida's a huge fucking state. Yeah. Best in Florida, you know, possibly could be the potential best in the East Coast. Yeah. But he was scouted by um, Al Pacino's character, who's a hotshot in New York. Mm. Where real shit happens. Yeah. New York, booming, right? Booming yeah. ass city. Yeah. He's like, oh man, you a hot shot in Florida. I'm going to give you a position at my um, my firm yeah. in New York. Let's see how you do. Yeah. He's like, you're, and then you're closing all these cases. Let's see how you do. I'm going to give you pressure. Hmm. Let's see how you work. Hmm. And here's now, now we're going to dive into faith. Yeah. Okay. So he's, and over here in Florida, things are sunshine and rainbows, right? He's at the top of his game. It's a bit vain yeah. because he knows he's the best. Yeah. With that kind of power and uh, status, you get a little vain, yeah, right? Absolutely. Comes with it. We don't know if it's healthy or not. Yeah. So here comes uh, Al Pacino's character. I was like, all right, brings him to New York. Now he's in New York. And he gets this huge, nice setup, beautiful setup, beautiful place, scenery, um, places, fire. And he has a beautiful wife. Yeah. Okay. He's tested. He's tested faithfully, though, and, and his faith. Because his, his mom is very religious. Yeah. Now he's away from his mother, who's who was constantly trying to instill, like, biblical things to him. Yeah. Like, make sure you uh, call me on Sundays. Make sure you go to church on Sunday, okay? Absolutely. Don't forget about me. Yeah. You don't don't forget that where you came from. Where you came from, absolutely. Okay? He goes to New York, and he's dealing with all this, uh, the flashes of things. Like tasting, you know, his yeah. palate's changed. Yeah, women are beautiful as fuck. Yeah. all these things, right? Power hungry motherfuckers. He's in his firm now, and he's doing really fucking good because yeah. he's under the guidance of Al Pacino's character. Yeah, <clears throat> and Al Pacino turns out to be uh, Satan. Hmm. Hmm. And he is the son. He is his son. Hmm. And it goes to... It, he was and uh, His life goes... Turns to turmoil almost. Like yeah. he's, he's lust... Lust over love. Yeah. All these things, you know. Yeah. Like, so like... We... I think... Um, there's lessons in this because we're going to become more successful. Right? We, we want Absolutely. to push success but also we're, we're going to like get tested. Yeah. You know, with our faith. With women. Yeah. Um, with... Power, money, yeah. status, yeah. vanity. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. So it's... Wow. Yeah. It, gotta, gotta watch that. You have... <laughs> you, you, yeah. It's... It, it, yeah. There's a lot. It, it's, uh, it's a lot in that movie. It's rich. And yeah. it's like... It's, it's good, bro. It's good, though. Because at the, at the end of it, I, I don't want to spoil for these people, but I probably... I guess I will now. Um, even though... He almost finds out that what he was trying to do, like the devil wanted to basically say, "Look, you're my son. Now you can, yeah. Now you can like take my throne, whatever you want. Like, yeah. like, you can, you can have it all. Yeah, you can have it all. Do you want it? 
gonna let these people watch it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's um, but it stemmed from vanity. Yeah, you know, uh, me and Nathan actually talked about. I had a conversation about all the knowledge and wisdom that we're trying to obtain from this from the world. Um, King Solomon said that it's it's vanity. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's actually crazy. Yeah. So we just got to be careful. We do have to be careful. Absolutely. Definitely. So I mean, we probably already started to taste that because. I look at us sitting here right now, and I yeah. remember us like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glow up and crazy. Yeah, I mean, you lying if you say it's not. I mean, yeah. I see Dami ID. Even Dami know the glow up and crazy. And so there's um, things that come with that. Yes. I think it was us dudes, especially when you young. You know, you see these girls; they mature a little bit faster. You know, they glow up and crazy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And we sitting there still bumming, right? Yeah. And we like, dang, but we don't know that our time come later. Yes. So we gonna get tested a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, I think women get tested a little earlier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because the way things work out. Um, so we get tested, and we gonna continue to get tested. And I mean, it's been real interesting to kind of look at myself and reflecting decisions I've made because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're talking about that temptation. Yes. And even some of the stuff that I study about this world, like politics and whatnot, um, I'm coming to realize the outliers are the people who can look at all the status, money, power you can get. Yeah. And say no because those are the most interesting people it's like why did you say no yeah. mm-hmm. when you can have it all why did you choose to say no mm-hmm. you know so I've been reflecting on that a lot because honestly the only reason why you could do that is if you have really strong beliefs yes you know what I mean without yes. that you're not going to say no if somebody offer you the world mm-hmm. or any sort of temptation mm-hmm. you know but that yeah that's crazy I'm definitely going to have to watch that movie that you brought up yeah. Devil's Advocate Devil's Advocate watch that. yeah um, Keon was in he's he has he's been in I mean this is a side note but he's been in a few roles like that like uh, um, Constantine you seen Constantine yeah oh so, so if you've seen Constantine you'll love Devil's I mean okay, I mean but yeah Devil's Advocate's good it's just more of a philosophical take I, lo- I, lo- I love I love shit like that bro. yeah yeah cause in Constantine um, Keanu is the <clears throat> middleman he's the middle he's, he's the one who kinda not, he's not really the middleman what do they call him He's the guy who can, who knows you're an angel and knows you're a, you're a demon, and he's uh, either casting a demon back to hell. Oh, or, um, exorcist? No, actually, no, no, no. What do you call he, it? It uh, is an exorcist. He is an exorcist, oh. though. He does he does do exorcisms. I forgot what his role was, um, what they call it. You, you you know what I'm saying? I know what y'all. Okay. Y'all are both. Oh, Shinigami. Shinigami. Y'all. They think talking about a whole different thing. He's talking about anime, bro. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, if it comes to me, I'm gonna blurt it out. But keep going. Uh, but it's just, it's just look. Um, what what a pattern I see is that is how a person can have uh, vanity and not know it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and with social media, I feel like vanity's the van the the vanity demon or whatever it is is huge right now. Man. Real quick, huge. before we even do yeah. that. When you say vanity, like, what does that mean? So, like, uh, uh, I feel like vanity is an unhealthy love of yourself. Unhealthy love, yeah. Because there's love. a healthy oh, love of yourself. An overlove of yourself. Yeah. You know, me and my friend, my friend Devon, there's my friend Devon, uh, me and him talk about because he's a very faith-based man. Yeah. And uh, we have a com- we're having a conversation about how he. Um, he sees it getting worse. Yeah, it's he's like it's gonna get worse. So his level of 
um, faith seems to me it's like it's like dw- it's dwindling and it's almost getting lower yeah. for um, for women. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but I'm I want to address this issue because he says his issue is with the self love, um, like movement, self love yeah. movement. Um, mm, okay. Okay. His, his issue is with the self love movement because mm. what is love in its purest form, gentlemen? What is it? What does it stem from? It's a good question. I, I would say sacrifice, giving. Yes. Hmm. Yes. It's Only a, because I've seen it, though. Exactly. I've, I've seen it. Like, some people actually haven't seen it. Or they saw it and didn't know it. Yeah. Um, genuine, to me, like, love. Like, that's yeah. not even a word that I really say a lot. Yeah. Um, but since I've seen it. Yes. From my mom. Uh-huh. Like, just true sacrifice. Yeah. Like, selflessness. Like, you're not going to get nothing in return. Yes. I even saw other mothers be around her asking how you do that. Cause so mm. she was on her own level. Yeah. Where other moms with children were like, "How do you sacrifice yourself like that?" That's when I knew, okay, mom's up to something. But as a young kid, I didn't even know what I was watching. Mm-hmm. But each year I get older, I'm like, "Dang." See, and that's so lovely, and that's so true. Because the first thing that popped into my head was a spiritual sort of love, a yeah. love that kind of you know that love of Christ. Blah blah. I'm a Christian, so right. that's yes. where it comes from. And I know that his mom's a it's the very same thing, spiritual yes. woman. And yes, it's the same it's the exact same type of thing. Because if you think about it, like yeah. all oh, yeah. those of y'all who are Christians or whatever you call it, like, yeah. you know, Jesus died. Like, if yeah. you look at it for, at exactly. face value, he didn't have to do that. Yeah. He, he, he ain't had it. What did yeah. he get out of it? He didn't yeah. do He didn't get nothing out of it. No. That's not what he was doing. He gave something. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, that's why I say it's the same thing. So anytime you see it somebody give thing. you something and really actually not expect something in return, that's powerful. Yes. That's why you feel like. Some feel wrong. You feel like you gotta do something back. Whenever yeah. somebody, hey, I don't want nothing. Yeah. You feel like you got no. Nah, nah, let me get you something because yeah. that's the real powerful. And sometimes you can't even contain it in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like nah, hey, uh, he want forty six dollars of gas. Hey, that's on me. You yeah. like, oh, no, nah, let me get you. He like, nah, it's cool. And you just sitting there. Yeah. You just gotta pass that on. That's <laughs> you what it is. It. <laughs> that, you gotta. You know what I mean? That's what it yeah. is. Uh-huh. It's really crazy like that. That's real shit though. Really real crazy like shit. That. That's where real pure love stems from. That's crazy. You didn't think I was gonna get that, huh? Because the thing is, Alice got that, that wisdom thing. That thing, yeah. he having all these things, riddles. Man, you, you see why somebody asked the question? Niggas went silent. I know. Niggas had a thing about this too? He looked like, yeah, I bet he ain't, ain't going to say nothing. No, really, though. I be thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, see? And so his, he was um, our, um, having a good conversation with me saying that you don't give yourself a gift. You do not give yourself a gift. But that goes back to term treat yourself. That's very it's see you look, you can treat yourself, but that's in its own category. Yeah. Okay. It isn't Spit like that. The, 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 so it's like he's uh different differentiating self love from valuing yourself. Okay. You know? So he's he's really separating these things because oh, wow. he doesn't want to conf- he doesn't want people to be confused. Okay, go ahead and uh I want to hear from y'all though. Like yes. what does that mean? What is the difference between self love and valuing yourself? Because I feel like I've been yeah. starting to look into that, but I yeah. just want to hear what y'all think the difference is. I think, I think so I got, I, I have two answers. I know one mm-hmm. thing that I learned from a young age, one of these, one of, one of the families I was talking about that, you know, I'm very attached to, one of the white families, um, he also happened to be my coach, Coach Hughes, and he always was teaching humble confidence. 
And so it's the idea that that's kind of where I get the value in myself. I know who I am. I know how I was raised by my parents. I know where I come from. All of that gives me confidence, Mm -hmm. but it's never confidence that turns into bravado. I'm better than you. Mm -hmm. It's just confidence that like, look, I know where I stand. Nothing's going to change me from that position. Mm -hmm. I value myself and I love myself in that way. Mm. But where the the self-love or over-love comes from, I'll never forget this. I was in like, I might have been my freshman year of college. I was back home. The light was hitting in the house. The light was hitting in the house. And it's so funny you brought up uh, social media. Yeah. I pulled my phone out. I was taking selfies. Yeah. My mom said, you're so damn vain. <laughs> I haven't posted. Bro, I haven't posted a selfie since. Unless it's me and the guys. I, I will never, ever, ever post a selfie of just myself. My mom said, you're so damn vain. She don't even talk like that, bro. And I was like, oh I was like, what do you mean? I got mad. Yo. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And it's so interesting. The whole social media idea is making us over love ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, why do you, like, I want to see myself in the camera, the light hand. I'm trying to see myself, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to make sure people see that I look good, all this stuff. You know what I mean? And when she said that, I was like, damn, that really is vanity. That's over love. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's not about me. The world isn't about me. That's why I only post me if it's really with me or my friends or it's an actual picture, I don't take no selfies. Self-ease. Self. Mm. It's about you. Mm-hmm. That's what social media has really turned into. Yes. Yeah, hey, that's different. You know, yeah. what's interesting is, um, shout out Matthew Cornwell, man. I was talking to him because, um, I mean, I'd say I'm kind of like you. Like, you could say I'm extroverted, yeah. but I also have introverted yeah. parts of myself. You're so I can hybrid. be in You're either hybrid. type. Yeah, I can yeah, be yeah. either, right? Yeah. And so I'd say over the years I'm much more introverted. Yeah. Like I'm just in a cave. Y'all know you can't find me. I'm yeah. really being a cave. Right? <laughs> uh, shout out my, that man Neil. Um, so you're selectively extroverted though. True. Yeah. So yeah. I'd say in the past it was more like boom, like energy was like a yeah. bomb, right? But now yeah. I'm just you know I'm really being a cave. But what I was trying to say is like I was telling him about how I really be like in my cave, but like I be productive in my cave though. But I really yeah. be in my cave. But then, like, when you do that for too long, man, you try to come and be social, it, it is, there's a, it's a transition process because yeah. you really done went somewhere. And he sent me this, um, uh, I don't remember, maybe it was an article or, like, an excerpt from a, excerpt from a book talking about how self-love is a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can become consumed. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know why I didn't put that together, but I was like, wow. So you can get, like, consumed by that. Yeah. And I think what Dami is saying is true because you can actually get consumed by that. Because yeah. I say I post selfies all the time, yeah. Yeah. right? But if you actually come around me, you understand that I'm not consumed by it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a difference in it. Mm-hmm. I think Dami understands himself, knowing himself, understands that he can probably become consumed by it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's he don't really do selfies, yeah. right? I know that I can do them, but in a, it has to be in a certain type of way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So what you're saying about self-love and social media is interesting to me because... I think people love to blame social media. Yeah. Which I understand that, but it's a medium. Exactly. It's a tool. I think social media exposes you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not the type, I'm not going to sit here and blame social media. I think it's heightened because of it, but okay. But it's access. For example, yeah. if you're a dude, if you're a dude, you could, let's say you're, um, I'm trying to think of something. Um, if you have, you could get whatever you want. Let, let's say, let's say, how about this? Let's say, you don't live in an area where you could buy Snickers bars, yeah. right? Or Skittles, you name donuts. Let's say you don't live in a place where that's easily accessible or something to be made, right? Yeah. Um, 
Maybe you tell people, yeah, I don't eat Snickers. Yeah, I don't eat no cinnamon rolls. Yeah, I don't do, I don't eat Skittles, man. I don't eat Starburst. Let's say um, Willy Wonka come to town. You know what I'm saying? I like for real. He yeah. come to town. He have the factory right there. Yeah. You still gonna I'm, say that? I'm there. You not eating no I'm chocolate? Yeah. You not eating no? You know, you know what I mean? You not eating nerds? <laughs> you know what I mean? So so it expose you real quick. <laughs> Willy Wonka right there, and it's free yeah. too. You can get yeah. there every day with the golden ticket. Please. You 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 gonna you gonna say that still? Yeah. A lot of people that was saying, yeah, I don't eat no Snickers. Yeah, I don't eat no Twix. A lot of those people gonna be in the factory eating. So that's what I mean by social media is like they didn't have this type of access that we have, right? Right, mm-hmm. so with um, great power comes great responsibility. So yeah. people all because we have this cell phone in our hands, we have all this access and opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it's exposing you. Mm-hmm. It's easy to blame that, but nah, it's exposing you. Mm-hmm. So I think our, more than ever, our generation has to learn discipline um, at a higher level than past generations. They didn't have this access. Yeah, they didn't have Uber Eats. They didn't have Uber Eats. Yeah. you know what I mean. You can Uber Eats, bro. We don't have to go you, out of house. You don't have to leave. You can yeah. be in your house. Yeah. That's a lot of power. Yeah. That's a lot of power. So you have yeah. to understand that responsibility. Yeah. You know I mean, Uber Eats ain't no. Well, actually, that's another conversation. Right. But but um, that's kind of my point when it comes to social media. Yes. You know what I mean? So that's interesting. Um, shoot, before I even forget, um, from the movies Devil's Advocate, yeah. at the very end, he says vanity was his favorite. Um, whatever, whatever. Favorite sin. Favorite sin. Yeah, that was his favorite. Anyway, but I mean. Just damn. It was his favorite. That was Al Pacino's character. But it was just like, yeah. it's just. Yeah, I really do. Um, I mean, it's like look, look, look so in, in Hollywood, people yeah. who, people who want to be famous, like for whatever, for yeah, yeah, for whatever yeah. superficial reason. Yeah. You know, like I mean, they just want you just want your face to be everywhere. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. For for what wow. though? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um. To get there, yeah. Uh, what are you doing for society? Yeah, you know, how are you as a person? What are you giving? We got kids nowadays that say, "I you know? want to be famous when I grow up." What I yeah, mean? what I mean? It's a fantasy that's been instilled. Um, maybe it's in- top down though. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think when we look at kids, so it's funny we get yeah. taught because are we millennials? Which one are we? Which we are millennials. Yeah, so we always hear, millennials. "Oh, millennials this." All these older people that be hiring us, "Oh, millennial this." Oh, they trash. It's all this stuff. Yeah. It hit me like probably in the last year. It's like, <clears throat> wait, they raised us though. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Y'all made this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all facilitated this. Yeah. yeah. Right? Y'all nurtured and nested this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next generation looking at oh, they be wild on TikTok. They don't even know what dancing is no more. I don't know. I don't want to call what they doing dancing. We we done created an environment where they think that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to really think about accountability because it's real easy to say, oh, they whack the next generation whack, but it's like, no, they was watching you, big dog. Right. So mm-hmm. that puts even more. I think it's real easy to just act like because in this culture, right? Because we come from more collectivist cultures, right? Yeah. Family unit yeah. cultures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's real easy to say, oh, I'm gonna just live my life for me, self love, right? Yeah. It has consequences. Individualism has consequences. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's why a country like this did, couldn't handle COVID well. You know what I mean? It's everybody's an individual unit. Everybody, everybody worry about themselves. And when it's time to actually work together, what would everybody do? Stole all the toilet toilet paper, man. Yeah. There was no toilet paper to be found at Winco, Albertsons, nowhere, bro. There was no collaboration. You know what I mean? Mm. In some places, it was like, oh, we're going to open up this thing. We're going to share this thing. Yeah. Here, we people don't even know how to do that. They're not taught how to do it at a young age. Mm. No, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, they don't teach you how to do that. Right. So when it comes time to be tested, it's not there. Mm. So... I don't know what's going to happen going forward, but it's probably on us to make some sort of change because yes. the generation above us, they're not going to do it. Yeah. yeah. They for sure not going to do it. 
I think it's circling back to uh, valuing relationships um, because yeah. Ooh, geez, that's, that's it is really circling back because I was, you, you know, everyone makes fun of America because of our individualists um, take, yeah. like how we live is very individualistic, Yeah, you know? So literally everyone, even like, especially the Soviets um, from that relationship, they like trash on us. Yeah. Because um, for the longest time, uh, in this so this movie called Miracle, in this movie called Miracle, one, the Soviet team has never been beaten. Yeah. Ever. These are yeah. grown men who played with each other since they were three, five years old, f- twenty plus years. Yeah. Right? Grown ass men. Yeah. And America had to find a miracle to beat them some mm-hmm. way and somehow. And these were all these were uh, young men yeah. in their twenties. Yeah. You know, but like what, what um, the coach said. Do you know why the Soviets are the best? Do you know why? Mm. He's like, no one knew, right? No one knew. He's like, no. they work together. Yeah. They know they play for Russia. Yeah. They represent Russia they as a whole, themselves. and that's why there was a huge moment in the in the movie Miracle, mm-hmm. where he was the coach was drilling these dudes so fucking hard after a game that they had just won like you you thought you won the game okay suicides just on the brink of exhaustion on the brink of exhaustion he would ask who do you play for like he would always ask this question like who do you play for throughout the whole movie up until this point they would always say Boston University blah 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 blah. I play for Boston University blah 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 they were like okay suicides Whenever they would say their city, their state, suicides. And then at some point to the brink of literally puking their brains out. He's, one of them was like, I play for the United States of America. Practice is done. They're now, now they play, now they know. Yeah. <laughs> bro, that's so deep, bro. Because, Dami, you know when it comes to hoops, bro. Like, when you watch European hoops. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole they don't have the athletes they don't have the raw talent but man if you watch the teamwork the, the uh, skill work that's yeah. why Luca came here and said it's easy mm-hmm. and then he backed it up Luca said that he said it's easy yeah. 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 he really backed it up yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I mean and what you just said is crazy man it's really crazy and I, I honestly think about Miami in the um, in the finals too that's how they got there bro they were they were bought in yeah. yes they got washed but they was they was bought in yeah. you know um that is so incredible to me, man. It's huge. It's huge. They, there's um, it, it, it's just their culture in the so in uh, Soviets, because uh, for the longest time there was a Russian master chess player who has never been beaten. Okay, never, for the longest time, and they're always like, in the in the movie in the show, they're like, do you know why the Russians are so good at chess? It's like no, they help each other. What movie is this? Um, I don't know. It's a movie, but it's, it's Queen's a, uh, Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. It's a show, <laughs> but because this young lady beat him finally, at some point, she started. That's besides the point, though. But like, I'm 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 trying to dive into because the Soviets they have they just help each other. Yeah. Like, they don't keep all that knowledge and shit wisdom to themselves. They actually share it with each other. See, and I don't know. It's interesting to me because. When it, I mean, when I think about what you're saying, yeah, or um, just even teamwork, um, you have to actually give up something 
to be a part of a team. 100%. Dami, you still you still play lacrosse currently, right? Yeah. 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 You have to give up something. Mm-hmm. And I think in a culture where we're told you can have it all, it's all about you, yeah. self-love, treat yourself, forget everybody else. It's very hard to get told that and be programmed that you're 25 years old and you've been programmed to only care about yourself. And then one day somebody tell you, in order to succeed, you have to give up something. Yeah. How is somebody supposed to do that? Mm-hmm. They're going to reject that. Mm-hmm. You know. That's why it's really a top-down effect. You know what I mean? It, individualistic society, we're all going to be individualistic in everything we do. Mm-hmm. A collectivism, a collectivistic society, yeah. they act as a team, a unit. It helps mm-hmm. in the workplace. It helps in sports. It helps in family life. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. It hurts us in all these different positions. The only way it helps us is in capitalism. <laughs> worrying mm-hmm. about yourself, worrying about you making your own money. Right. That's the only way it helps us. <laughs> Literally. Oh, my goodness. Um, I agree with that. I think amongst developed nations, um, I think um, we have the worst balance of you know enriching ourselves and sharing. Yeah. If you look at other capitalist nations in Europe, they they are capitalists as well, like yeah. in the UK and stuff. But they do a, a better job of sharing than we do. Absolutely. Where here, even you know what's crazy for me is during the pandemic, man, this is one of the periods of my life I'll never forget because I was very much so paying attention to yeah. every day. Every day I was documenting every day, even on my Instagram. I watched people who had all the money in the world do nothing nothing at all mm. so we got I think we got more billionaires than anybody else in America in America yeah and that's why they all come here because we have a population of 300 million plus mm-hmm. and they can just make them rich yeah and I watched those same billionaires mm-hmm. not share mm. and there's all different all sorts of different philosophies on that some people oh why do they have to share nah, all that stuff yeah. that's fine we can get in that another day but I'm just saying that face value during a crisis, I watched those same people not share. That's a scary thing to think about. That's a scary thing to think about. But it we can't be surprised by that. Yeah. You know, this has been happening. Mm-hmm. So I think I think honestly, um, there's gonna have to be a huge like quantum shift in the way we we you know uh, do our thing here because there's social media. Um, we can talk about economics. There's all these things clashing at once, and we're gonna have to learn how to work together and change our value system and our priorities. Um, and I really think that's on us to do that. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. you know. But yeah, how you doing, my man? I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving this conversation. Right. I'm loving this conversation. Hey, is, it, is, is it recording though? This time, a dubs. <laughs> He's notorious, man. Some of the best ones yeah. I ever heard. They would never mm, record. Really? So I always gotta yeah. ask him now, man. Seriously. I see it's recording. Now. It is. Yes, it is. We, we, I'm, down. I'm down. I keep looking down just to make sure. Just to make sure. But what kind of what are you curious about? You know, what do you, what's going on in your head Man. nowadays? Man, I mean, with COVID, appreciate you. Um, yeah. with COVID, there's just a lot of questions um, that came with COVID. I think I did a lot of research this year. I was uh, in an independent study. Uh, in advanced bioethics 
and with COVID happening, it was crazy learning all these ethical situations and how we are very individualistic. So mm. we're kind of we're messing with people's lives because we're you know you can't go to the doctor for cancer if you don't have you know healthcare or the mm. money to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just stuff like that is crazy, um, and that's obviously an overgeneralization. Mm-hmm. But I think in a time, as we said, in a time of pressure, in a time of crisis, you really start seeing things in the world that you would like to change. Um, one thing for me that was big is seeing how we were in a pandemic. And then there was also, there's always racial tension, but racial tension was high this year. So when you had those two things combined and people were, um, I would say kind of on edge already because of the pandemic. And then they were on edge even more because of racial tensions. I heard some folk that I thought were cool say some of the craziest shit I've ever heard. Shit. Jesus. I've ever heard talking about talking about black lives don't matter. Like to me, like not even like oh, the kind of um not even not even the philosophy behind it, but really feeling like black people don't matter. And like hearing stuff like that and seeing where people actually come from. Yeah. I think the biggest thing on my mind was uh I became a lot more observant. I can't trust people the same way I trusted people before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. before all this happened. Because you really don't know what people are thinking about in their heads. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that goes goes in anything in life. Mm -hmm. And as we said before, crisis uh, highlights it. Crisis Mm -hmm. magnifies everything. Yeah. And we've been in crisis for a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of people have been in life or death situation type crisis. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just magnified so many things that um, I, you know, I had to, I had to change or I learned even more about myself. You know what I mean? I think everyone did. Mm. And in fact, I learned more about others than I did about myself. Yes. I learned more about others than I did about myself this year. For sure. For sure. I think there's a, there's a set, there's, I don't know what it is, but it's a, there's, there's value in knowing your environment. Oh yeah. Um, like just as much as you can know yourself. Oh yeah. I, that's why, um, I mean, b- beyond diving into myself to understand myself better, I dive in, I dive into my friendships, mm-hmm. um, to see, to understand them better. Um, as people because I know they're unique in their own individual ways and I'm trying to like embrace their strengths as much as they can um, so it's it's interesting to me that you you, you emphasize how much you learn about other people mm-hmm. and more than you learn about yourself because that it sounds to me it sounds like your eyes have been opened in a way different perspective like yeah. this this your screen has become almost bigger yeah in the way you see the world i mean so. i think it all comes back to the main thing i learned is that niggas don't really care about mm-hmm. other people they really just yeah. care about themselves themselves it's and, funny it's right. funny you say that yeah mm-hmm. i don't remember where it was maybe i was worried for somewhere else i had a co-worker um i didn't really talk to him mm-hmm. but he said something i i i guess it was very like fascinated by he literally said i don't care about nobody 
But he said it, and he really meant that. Yeah. Whereas some people were going to make it seem like they do. Yeah. He was just straight up, yeah, I don't care about none of y'all. I don't care about nobody. Yeah. I care about my family. That's it. Yeah. Everything I do is for them. That's it. I don't care about y'all. I really don't care. And there was something about that. I was like, I can respect the fact that you are just blunt about that. Mm-hmm. Like straight up, I don't care about y'all. Mm-hmm. Versus, And then it made me think about how many people thought just like him, but didn't yeah. want to say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's why I said I respect it because at least now I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know you're not gonna share the bread. I know that. You yeah. know what I mean? Versus some of these people, you don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to, to I guess to speak on what Dami said, yeah, last year, um, because you know I we had a probably similar upbringing, upbringing being both Nigerian and stuff. Yeah. Our parents always told us, man, you know, have faith in people and stuff like that, but be careful because this world is wicked. That was yeah. the word my parents chose to use: wicked. Um, I, I say it's a sick world all the time. Sick world and. Yeah. And you know, I'm starting to look at the reasons why that is more. And yeah. man, it's complicated. It's not simple, man. It's nah. thousands of years or hundreds of years of, of of baggage just being passed on and passed on and passed mm-hmm. on and passed on. And I I also had my eyes opened up last year just to kind of see. Um I guess for me it was different because I can understand why trust for people has gone down. Mm-hmm. Um but I did something a little different last year. Instead of paying attention, I guess, to people per se, I started asking why, how they got there. Yeah. Like, how did you get to the place where you thinking what you thinking or doing what you doing? Mm. And I spent a whole, all of 2020 doing that. And it led me to interesting places. Um, I'm starting to understand leadership is so important. I did not give leadership enough credit. I used to think, why are coaches even important? Why, did, why is Steve Kerr getting all these things I didn't understand why coaching was important I didn't value leadership enough I didn't value media enough but because of 2020 and I paid close attention yes I can understand trusting people is probably harder right now right yeah. but I know why though because look at the leadership yeah. ain't none of these leaders I see I wouldn't let them run my cookie shop I wouldn't let them run my lemonade stand and they run in the country though. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and people actually look to these leaders to do something. Mm-hmm. So how are we gonna how are we gonna trust our neighbors when our leaders ain't doing nothing? Yeah. Leadership is very important. Yeah. And then we and we have all this media, yeah. right? I'm not gonna say everybody's bad in the media, but the people who really control what we see, yeah. I wouldn't let them run my cookie shop either. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just really wouldn't. Right. And so I we I just got to a point where I realized like um, when it came down to it and we need truth, we just don't have an infrastructure that can deliver us yeah, truth. Absolutely. Like, I'm going to just say right now, like when it comes to masks, like clearly masks work. Yeah. They've been around for, I'm not going to say hundreds, but maybe hundreds of years. I know they were used in the early 1900s. Yeah. There's many Asian countries that have been using them during flu season. Not yeah. here, but we they've been used them. And I, and I saw Dr. Fauci lie about masks on national television. Yeah. I'll never forget that in my life. In my life. Because that's a dude, I think he studied immunology and he lied about masks on national television. You could justify why he lied, but I saw him lie, and I, I look around me and see why nobody trusts nobody. Yeah. You got this Dr. Fauci trying to direct the, the response to COVID, and he lied to everybody's face on 60 Minutes. Yeah. And even the person interviewed him was like, are you sure masks don't work? He asked him. He said, yeah, you know what, I got, ain't got to worry about that. I'll never forget that, because now I see everybody around me don't trust nobody. I can see it. I look at them. I see them. They don't trust nobody. But I see why. I saw where that trust was broken. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and once you and, and 
in relationships, y'all know this, it's yeah. very hard to get trust back when you break that shit. It's like a glow stick, man. Try to put it back together. It's probably not going to happen, bro. You know what I mean? So that's just to add on to what Don McDonald was saying. That's real rap, though. That's real rap, though. It's really crazy. And it's funny you brought that mask thing up because that's what, when I was saying in the pandemic, like, niggas don't care about it. People don't care about any anybody except themselves mm. so they're like i'm not worried about covid so i'm not gonna wear a mask like bro like you can't just put a mask on the grocery store because like what about someone grandma what about someone mom you know yeah. what i mean they don't care about that and it was the same thing with black lives matter i had a couple conversations where mm. we got to the crux of the issue and the mm. crux of the issue is they weren't affected by the institutional uh institutionalized racism that was going on so they didn't care and we actually came down. I had a couple white folks I talked to. We actually got a couple hours of conversation. We got to the point, and that was the conclusion. And I'm looking like, what? Well, and that's it. Like I'm, I can't rock with you no more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it just truly shows like people really only care about themselves. Yeah. That's kind of the issue with a lot of things you see in the world. Mm-hmm. All that media stuff, email was just talking about. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the truth. They care about the money that's going in their pockets. They care about how full their pockets are getting. The issue is people don't care about others. They care about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like day to day, most issues you go through is -hmm. because of selfish. Mm -hmm. uh, Because people are selfish. Agreed. It's interesting. That's that's what I learned this year, bro. Um, I think that's why it's so important that um, we're we're talking about what we're talking about now. Because uh, I, I also feel like within the last couple of years, even with me, um, a level of faith has been lost. Yeah. Just in something above yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I don't know what it was, but I can only speak for myself. Because I was even diving into atheism for a second. Mm-hmm. I really was. I was like, God doesn't exist. Like, it's, it's science. Yeah. You know, like, I can... Like anybody was trying to talk anything spiritual, like religious with me, I'd be like, cool, man. Like, great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. You, you love Jesus? Great, man. Like, I'm Jewish. Yeah. You know, like I would disrespect religion <laughs> like that. There was a time where I was actually doing that. Yeah. Because I was, I was, I was in my own head. I was becoming way too cynical. Mm. I was becoming way too cynical of the world because I realized how sick the world actually was. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think I was starting to lose faith in um, something higher. I don't think I actually had an actual faith above. So like I had, that's why I have to dive into myself and ask myself these hard questions. Like, yeah. why are you being, why are you being this way? Yeah. Like, why? You know, um, I had to readjust myself a lot. And I think that same problem that I had is what a lot of the populace around our nation is going through. I agree. Because yeah. it's funny when you say you lost faith. Cause yeah. I was right there with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I was actually listening to a lot of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King January and February. I didn't do nothing but do that. Yeah. Anybody that know me, that's all I was doing January and February 2020. Yeah. Every day of my life, hours and hours and hours, listening to Malcolm X, Martin Luther King speeches. And while everybody was losing faith, I was my faith was being restored mm-hmm. in the weirdest way. I'd say 2019, I lost a lot of faith in the world, things yeah. like that. 2020, for some reason, my faith was being restored. Yeah. 
um, because instead of me just distrusting people, which I did at first, yeah. I started asking why they, why I was distrusting them. I realized everybody else around me is hurt. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And they just closing themselves off. Yes. That's not what they want to do. No. That's not what they want to do. No. Like, we know some dudes that's really out here playing girls, right? Yeah. yeah. You think they was always like that? No. Or did they get hurt at some point yeah, and didn't course. deal with it, didn't go to therapy, didn't do none of that? Yeah. So that's how the cycle continues. So me, when I realized that, all the people around me did care, they was just hurt. Yeah. It changed my perspective. Mm-hmm. And like even to add on what you were saying, Dami, about um, the Black Lives Matter thing, I had many conversations just like yours. And when yeah. we got to the bottom of it, took sometimes it took six hours. Yeah. Yeah. We got to the bottom and said, yeah, it don't affect me. So I'm, yeah. I'm straight. I'm so really good. good. Yeah. yeah. And for me, I realized that is taught. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That is taught to them. Absolutely. They are taught that they're not affected. They don't yeah. know they are affected. Real thing. If all black people got into a, a, a meeting, we did a Zoom meeting, and we said we out of this, we going we going to Canada, we out. They would feel the difference. They will suddenly go, oh, they do matter in this month, don't they? They do matter. So, so the truth is that we do matter. Some of them just don't know, though. You know what I mean? So that's when I when I when I had those conversations, I had to break it down, and I'm like, you don't understand. Like it might you think it don't affect you, but it do. Because if we left, right, y'all would feel it. They NBA know if Braun and Chris Paul all took off. <laughs> they don't care about no black people, these billionaire owners. They don't yeah, care. Yeah. But if they left though, they go rule people. It almost happened last year. Obama had to come like, hey man, y'all better stay put though. Real stuff. Yeah. So for me, it comes down to not just having the conversation and where it did for you. Yeah. I almost challenge you to see if you could take it further. Oh, I always I'll warn you though. You're going to see some energy come out. Yeah. But you almost just got to tough it out because you understand where it come from. And to respond to that, I'd I try. Yeah. I don't want to give up on nobody. And like, right. and like the way I am, like if they need me, like especially the ones that were close, like I got them. It's no beef because I know they were taught it. But also because I know they were taught it, yeah. it's so hard to change a grown man's philosophy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm. Where you reach a certain age, yeah. where that's just your belief, you're not gonna change that. I love what she said mm. because you're not you're not supposed to change a grown man philosophy. Yeah, because you could take a horse to the water; they gonna drink it though. Yeah, nah. All you can do is show them where the water at. You came exactly. to me in the desert. I'll tell you, hey, Dami, hey, what's good with you? Oasis is over there. Yeah. You can go and find it. Yeah, I'll tell you where the water at. If yeah. you want to go drink that, you can go Absolutely. drink it. All you can do is point the direction, and, and that's where the conversation kind of has to stop. And, and that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Like it's, it's all about planting the seed and letting Absolutely. it grow. It's grow. I've had people I had that same conversation with. It really didn't end well. Yeah. I had. I'm telling you, like I'm not gonna say hundreds, but I had a lot of conversations like yeah. that. Yeah. And over time, man, it was weird to watch people change their philosophy. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible because <laughs> I seen so many videos of Malcolm X, Minister Farrakhan, all these people in rooms of racist white people. I watched videos of these dudes in rooms of racist white people sitting there smiling and talking to them. I'm like, either they are idiots or they done figured something out that I ain't figured out yet. And I'm still to this day trying to figure out what it is. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. To this day. Yeah. Yeah, man. Really interesting. Yeah, I mean, as you said, all you can do uh, is show people. You know what I mean? Mm. And at the same time, I'm a very open-minded individual. So you have to show them the same respect you want them to show you in those conversations. You know what I mean? So I never say like, no, you're wrong. That's bullshit. But I counter, this is what I think. 
that's why I think this is kind of the wrong way to think. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you see you have let's say they have a bat. Like you know, you play you play basketball, you got a you got yeah. a bat, right? Yeah. Sometimes you if you get meet a good defender, they yeah. gonna they gonna make you go to the very precipice yeah. of your bag. Yeah. But that's what what you do. You go to the store and get some more groceries. Yeah. That's what you do. So I think last year you hit a point where you have got to the end of your bag when yeah. it comes to debate and discussion. Yeah. But it's time to expand the bag, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you want to, because yeah. there's weight to it. But no, I just, because I know the thing about you is you, uh, I guess both of y'all are really good listeners. Yeah. And that also comes with tremendous power and opportunity because people are going to actually want to talk to you. Yeah. I know yeah. some very intelligent people whom people don't want to talk to them because they don't feel that openness. Yeah. That openness yeah. that they feel with you, Dami, that stuff yeah. is very powerful. It will take you very far. Yeah. Big facts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But, and that's and that was a blessing, and, and you know this comes in sort of the same category. I learned a lot about people. One of my best friends, and he knows who he is. Um, he almost made me cry out of happiness. Wow. Um, I've known him forever, literally my dog. And you know who it is. I'll tell you after. I just don't want to like say, say his name on this. Like but but uh, I went to school with him, all that, and he just texted me like, "Hey, Dommy, like I'll be honest with you." I'm not really understanding this Black Lives Matter movement. I'm not understanding why folk are so mad. Like, I understand there's police brutality, et cetera, et cetera. And he yeah. said, please, will you just explain it to me? Oh, man. Mm. And I got to the point where it gave me the chills. Because mm. it's like, man, if everyone could just say that, can you just explain yes. from your, your point of view as a black man? Yes. Will you just explain? Because I don't get it, but I want to get it. And that was truly lovely. And that was truly powerful to me. Because imagine if everyone did that for everything. Because we're yes. all messing up. We all don't understand certain things. But if you go to the people that are truly experiencing that. Yeah. Mm, mm, I, I'm never blown. I know who it is. I'm, because, yeah. And I, maybe I'm assuming. I'm not going to say nothing. But like me personally, like I be watching these energies. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I have a feeling I know who it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it don't surprise me that it was that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's powerful. I'll never that's so it. powerful. Absolutely. Because you was in a time where you probably didn't have trust for nobody. Yeah. Not yeah. one white person, right? Because yeah. I know plenty of dudes like that right now. And um, that might have just made you question that, huh? Mm -hmm. Because he live in a world where... Because if you ask your white friends, yeah. if they talk about what we got going on, they don't. They'll tell yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Even the ones posting on, on Twitter, Instagram, all this activist stuff. Don't go through that they don't line. talk about what their white friends about. Yeah. They don't. And so they live in a world that is separated from our issues. Mm. So for him to come out of there, come out of that world and ask you something yeah. that really might not benefit him, that's powerful. powerful. So I understand why I brought you to that. Yeah. Because that's, whew, I have people also do the same. People I ain't spoke to in six, seven years yeah. really yeah. come out and say that. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's, I, I'm honestly, I, that's why I say, like, for me, I am hopeful. Yeah, you know what I mean. We gonna see. We gonna have to work, but yeah. same thing. You know, absolutely. What I mean? Yeah, Crazy. bro. Yeah, bro. Crazy man. This is actually stemming from a much um, deeper thing. That that uh, so it's like as men, I think um, that toxic masculinity is that we bottle our emotions mm -hmm. and our feelings. Yeah, and to a point of where we'll lash out. And then somebody will see us in a in a fit of rage, whereas um, that openness to ask 
can you please explain? Like, get, there's something on your mind, dummy. Yeah. Please let me know how you, what you're thinking. Yeah. You know, um, because I, I talk to my older generation in my culture, and my my uncles is like, hey, you know, just I know you're getting older, and you're um, probably not spending as much time at home with mom and dad and stuff, but just take dad out for a beer sometime or something, you know? Just talk to him sometime. Yeah. He's not going to tell you he wants to do that, but just but if you do that with him, um, he'll really enjoy it, Yeah. you know? Because this dude, he got all boys, right? Like, he's a, he's a, I don't, I don't always say what I, what I want to do with my boys, like, but those, this is the small things of just getting things um, off your chest as a man, Yeah. you know, and, letting it out because I've as long as you're expressing yourself and you, you get to express yourself I think you're getting uh, a chance of being more understood and I think at the end of the day a lot of people feel alone because mm. um, I can only speak as a man right mm-hmm. but like as a now we're talking about an individual a lot of individuals just feel alone so any chance you get um where I can feel like you're not alone. This is like really why we're here having this conversation, doing this podcast. And now outside of this podcast, anytime I can make a person feel not alone, I think that's one of the reasons why I also just kind of do what I do. Wow, that's powerful, man. Super powerful. Um, Because you do music, dummy. You know, you do music. You're an artist, not just... You don't want to just be... uh, you know, a doctor and all these things, yeah. right? But you also, you're an artist. You have artistic tastes. You, yeah. you love fashion. You love clothing. Yeah. You know, you're expressing yourself. Yeah. Because it, we, I think uh, we express ourselves. We express ourselves because we un, unknowingly want other people to understand us. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I'm wearing this stuff because I want you to understand this is how I you know and it's so interesting you say that because um that toxic masculinity idea yeah. and getting things off your chest cuz mm-hmm. when i was younger i i was always told by teachers friends blah 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 that i was too emotional mm-hmm. too expressive and they almost i was i used to be called like effeminate basically like i was acting like kind of femaleish okay. but it was only because i would express myself emotion my emotions etc cetera, etc cetera. and mm-hmm. as i got older i realized the true power in not hesitating to be like hey this is how i feel or hesitating to express myself through um, my music through the way i dress etc cetera, etc cetera. cuz yeah. i know for damn sure i'm happier than the people that hold it in to the last second and lash out. Right. Like, I'm not afraid to be seen in a certain way um, as too expressive, too emotional, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Because really, at the end of the day, I'm helping myself out and you out, the person who I'm exp- uh, expressing my emotions to, because now we both understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. When one holds it in, when one holds it in and doesn't really express themselves to anyone yeah they get that feeling of being alone and like oh they don't understand me or no one understands me it's Mm. just me by myself in the world and that can be really isolating very very that's crazy you know what's interesting on that that topic um expressing yourself especially as a man like we all we're getting older becoming more men right yeah um 
more men. <laughs> we are growing as men, right? Um, and that comes with changes, right? Um, honestly, you just uh, give less fucks. Um, and you, you know, you got to be very aware of that, right? Um, there's power in that. Also, there's there's a cost, right? Um, when I think about expressing yourself as a man, and this is very interesting, because I'll ask like women that I'm friends with. It's very interesting to hear this. Um, when it comes to expressing yourself as a man, um, I think a lot of men hold things in, and these are even older men, men in their 40s, 30s, 50s, like that I'll talk to, because they almost secretly know people don't care as much. Yeah. 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 Now, I challenge any dude listening to this to go and try for yourself to see what you think about what I'm saying. Um, I think as a man, I think you are allowed uh, more expression than you think. Because I think most dudes don't even use the little expression they are allowed. Mm -hmm. But to think that you are going to have your uh, expression um, tolerated to the same level as a woman, I don't I don't think that's true. Yeah. And what I did is I went out and started asking a lot of women, like a lot, yeah. right? Um, how they felt about their boyfriends or significant other or even guy friends mm -hmm. expressing what was going on to them. Mm -hmm. And they all told me they don't mind it, but there's a level where they're like, all right. Yeah. And that's what I think is really interesting. It's like there's actually a level where women say, all right, I'm good now. Mm -hmm. do I don't actually... What's up? What, what, is, what is the all right, I'm good mean? So, like, let's say I had a really bad much. day. Let's oh, say... Yeah, yeah it's too yeah, much. Yeah. yeah so, much. let's say I'm having a rough three months. Yes. Okay? Um, day one, I, you know, come home. Let's say I'm married or something. I come home with a baby girl, right? Yeah. And I let her know my day sucked for an hour or two. That's yeah. fine, right? You know, it's oh, love. Yeah. Right, right. Day two come, my day sucked. Dami over there messing with me. Yeah. I got bad day two. Boom. Day three, Alex over there think I don't know who he think he is. Alex messing with me. I come home, boom. Sajah, shout out Sajah. He messing with me Thursday. So this come on, continue for after a month, two. You know, there's a level where it's like, hey, man, I want to complain about my day two. It ain't room for the both of us. And that's where it gets interesting, where it's like, as a man, I think you need to express yourself, understand um, balance. the balance of balance. it. And I think the balance is a little bit different for men and women in a family unit, yeah. right? And you just have to understand that balance. I think most dudes, though, don't express nothing at all. Yeah. And maybe I might be one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'll have days where I'm, listen, you can't text me, call me, bro, because yeah. I'm, listen, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's a very interesting conversation, you know? And like Alex said, the balance is very key. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's not the same for the both of us. And you just need to become self-aware for what it is for you. Because, yeah. I mean, Dominic was talking about how he was expressing something when he was younger. I was the same way. Y'all would yeah. never believe. I used to cry when we was playing tag. Mm -hmm. So all the girls could run around me. Oh, yeah, you Because, yeah. yeah. you know what I mean? Because, you know what I mean? You do that. You know what I mean? Because you fall falling around. So I used to do stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Y'all would never. Look at Alex looking at me. He, he can't even believe it. Look at over there. Look. Yeah, I used to do stuff like that. You know what I mean? Over time, obviously, I don't do that anymore. You but cried like, because you wanted them to. Yeah, all 1,600 of them would all run over in the to middle of the grass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Y'all should have tried. Y'all should have tried. Smart. Yeah, you wish you did. You wish you. They won't run now, but they did back then. Manipulative motherfucker. <laughs> Let me just fucking cry for these bitches to come in the fucking. Oh my god. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if anybody went to elementary school with me, they seen it. Uh, you know. Toxic since nine. Yeah. Come on, come on, man. future, man. Come on. Important, you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you crazy, bro. I should 
See, I, that's, see, that's why. Listen, see, this is golden. <laughs> that's why us dudes. That's why us dudes. That's why we don't say nothing. These dudes laughing. It's been two minutes. I just checked my watch, and he's still. Alex, my roommate, still laughing, bro. Alex, still look. He's still laughing. See, that's see, and that's why, ladies and gentlemen, that's why we don't say none. I mean, because Alex, it's been three minutes now. Alex still laughing. You know. <laughs> This was good. This is a great conversation. <clears throat> we have to do this again sometime. For sure. You let us know. For sure. You know? You let us know, Mr. George. <laughs> and, shoot. Okay, so what's what's going forward before we leave? What's what's going forward for you? Oh, shoot. So, yeah. I mean, I've had a couple medical school interviews, we thank God for that. Hopefully, hopefully a couple more. Um, just looking forward to, Lord willing, getting accepted into medical school this year. If not, uh, EMT work. Mm. Um, for a year and then we'll try again. But other than that, me and the boys just went up to McCall Thursday, Friday, filmed a nice little music video for my new single that came out like three weeks ago now called Time Left. Mm-hmm. That joint gonna be crazy. The visuals, the visuals are crazy, like Man. some elite. Y'all gonna like that joint. Okay. Yep. And then I got a little tape coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, trying to get that national championship in lacrosse, bro. But. Other than Na- that, national you know. championship. You see how I said it so casual? Yeah, national championship. Other than that, bro, but stay tuned for that music joint, man. I'm, I'm telling you, we coming with something different. Where can they, they find you? What's, what's the? Uh, you can find me Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get music. Yeah. Uh, Dami Exodus, D A M I Exodus, like Moses, Google. like Moses. Yes. You can Google me. You are gonna find a web page. Hey. We learned that out. I, learned, I found that out last weekend. Google me. You are gonna find a web page. You are gonna find my bio where I'm from. Hey. All that stuff. Yes, hey. sir. yes sir. Yes sir. Respect. Man, I can't wait, bro. I mean, I. I I'm glad you got to join our space. Yeah, bro. And, and this was know. this was dope. I love what you're doing, bro. And good conversations. The the five or six podcasts I've listened to mm-hmm. were all dope joints. And Bless. um and I just love what you're doing. I you know, you're a great person. Everyone that listens or knows you knows you're a great person and 
I'm room for you, room for this, and whatever you invest in, bro. For real. Bless, bro. I appreciate that. I'm sorry. But he, he went off in his, I see you, man. I mean, he grew up so much, bro. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Uh, real though. I appreciate that. Got um, you, bro. This, this is dope. This is dope. Till next time, though. Yes, sir. Alex B. And Dami. Yes, sir. Man, Curious. We, we out, man. Peace.